you and I are constantly being shaped. Let me explain. So to explain this statement, I have to go way back to the beginning of when I started to discover the truth. I read this book called Reality Transurfing two times, and in it, there's a term called pendulums. Pretty much, pendulums are kind of like an energetic structure that emerge when multiple people are, their thought energy is aligned to the same thing. So, if 500 people are thinking of a hamburger at the same time, then a new pendulum will emerge that will be a hamburger pendulum. And then on its own, it's not dangerous, but it's dangerous once it starts to become destructive once enough people start thinking on that. Once it, once it gets enough adherence, pretty much people that are thinking on the same wavelength, once it gets enough people under its control, then it can actually form and become its own independent being. Instead of being dependent on those 500 people thinking of hamburgers, it's actually its own. It. So let me explain this. So there's 500 people thinking about a hamburger. So then those 500 people, while they're thinking of it, are creating this pendulum. But then if they all stop thinking about it, the pendulum disappears. But if there's enough people thinking like strong, like giving it enough energy, then the pendulum will actually become its own structure and it will become its own independent being. And then it can actually go and grab more adherence and go and steal, like control other people and like pick up more followers essentially. And so one of the most destructive, so all pendulums are destructive, even like the gym pendulum is a pendulum like the gym is a pendulum and it is destructive but that's not to say that you can't benefit from pendulums we live in a world of pendulums everything is a pendulum this this podcast is a pendulum but pendulums can still be um can still help you because it's pendulums that actually help us to achieve our goals and we, since we live in a world of pendulums, it's practically impossible to escape pendulums. So you you have to figure out how to live with them. And actually, you have to figure out the rules of the game, essentially, and you have to figure out how they work so you can exploit that and then use it to your advantage. So like I said in the beginning, you and I are being conditioned. We are being shaped. And it's because... Since there are a lot of pendulums out there, we are inevitably being controlled by a few. And it's actually a lot. It's actually, all right. I just had a brain fart, sorry. But school, the education system, the American education system is an extremely destructive pendulum. And I say that because all Americans are like Americans are born into this world. And then once they get to a certain age, they get put into the system and then they have to go to kindergarten, first grade, second grade, all the way through high school. And then if they choose, they can go to college. Like in my town, the majority of people go to college after high school, like more than 90%, I'm pretty sure. So it's basically, and okay, I've always known all my life that school was bad, or at least I didn't like like school, but I'm just starting to uncover how destructive, how destructive it is. And that's just from secondhand information, not, not secondhand information, but it's information that's not even about school. It's just, I learned about transurfing, I learned about pendulums, and I instantly realized that school is a pendulum. And one of the kind of attributes of a pendulum is that when you're its adherent, it basically shapes your worldview and everything that you know, everything that you believe 
is exactly what you're supposed to know, is what you're supposed to believe according to the pendulum. So if you haven't been taking charge of your life, like I just started taking charge of my life. I just started learning the rules of the game seven months ago. But, and so up until that point, literally all of the, all everything that I knew, wanted to know, or like all my dreams, goals, everything was influenced by the pendulum. Like they weren't my decisions, my dreams, my feelings, thoughts. Pretty much your worldview is exactly as it should. Your worldview is exactly what it should be, according to the pendulum. Like we're born into the school system and we're basically put through all these classes that are slowly but surely destroying our souls, literally just destroying us and just training our brains to think in a certain way. And this goes deep. And I've, uh, there is so many different pillars to this, but I've uncovered one recently that affects me. Um, and it affects everyone actually, but one, uh, I'll, I'll get into it. It's, it's the work week essentially, but school, basically, if you, if you've ever compared a, I've never done this, but I can, I can have an idea of how it would turn out because if you've ever compared a kindergarten class, like literally like five-year-olds, so people that are just entering the school to that same class, like 12 years later, once they get senior year, if you compare the two and like compare their lively, um, uh, what's livelihood. If you compare their like attitudes towards life, their virality, vitality, their just happiness, their overall mood, like how much they want to live. Like you'll see a massive difference. And that's not on, that's not on accident. Like all my life, I was always thinking like, school's terrible. When I grow up, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to fix this. Like, this is stupid. Like, like this is just a waste. But now I'm coming to realize that it's like, it's like society's perfect creation. It's pendulum's perfect system. Like they're not going to fix school. School is too perfect to fix. Like there's nothing wrong to school nothing wrong with school like it destroys everyone's like it destroys your humanity which shapes you into the perfect worker the perfect cog in the machine because all pendulums want are you to be a cog in the machine like they they don't care for your individual happiness your individual life like they just want you to be a cog in the machine that's why the school system is so amazing because the majority of people that get through this school system end up becoming a cog in the machine, end up working a nine to five job for 40 years. Like they're not working for themselves. They're working for someone else. And that's why, that's why all these things that I'm learning about are so hidden. Like I'm the only, I'm like one of three people in my whole school probably that even know of such things like no one knows about transurfing no one knows that there's more like no one knows that you can actually create your own reality it's because the pendulums have done such an amazing job such an effective job at destroy not only destroying our ability to manage our own reality with our through our thoughts but they also destroyed our even notions we they destroyed our even very own knowledge that about the fact that we can control like they made it so we don't even know that we can control reality with our thoughts like if you go up to a normal average person then and you ask like do you believe in like manifestation or like do you think that your thoughts affect your reality they're not they're gonna think you're crazy because it's so outside of the general worldview like the standardized worldview 
and that's on purpose. Like we're in this whole system and it's our, it's our person, it's our responsibility to get ourselves out. And that's what I'm doing. Like I'm reading Transurfing, I'm learning entrepreneurship. I'm reading all these new books that I'm about to start the ultimate reading list for human beings on the website, the most beautiful world. I'm starting on this, but I told you guys that I was going to talk about one of the pillars that I uncovered. So there's many pillars that I've uncovered about how the school system kind of screws you over. First of all, it like destroy it severs your connection between the heart and the mind. Like I, when we're kids, we, our heart and mind are like, are synchronized. They're like unified. They are always talking to each other. They're unified in all their decisions, but slowly, but surely the pendulum of school purposefully severs that connection. And by the way, the unification of the heart and the mind is the most powerful like source of like the most powerful attribute that we have as humans because the heart has access to the infinite knowledge in the heart has access to the alternative space which basically is everything that is possible everything that is possible and not possible the heart has access to it but the heart does not have willpower the mind has willpower so if you unify them you can have access to the infinite with willpower at your will. So that's why the school system purposely severs that connection. But that's not what we're talking about right now. What I'm talking about is one of uh, one one very simple thing that I became I actually became aware of this pillar that the school system instills in us when I read a book called The 4-Hour Workweek, but I didn't realize like the severity of it. So in the four hour work week, pretty much he goes, it's, he tells you that it's possible to work a four hour work week. Like most people work a 45 hour work week. I'm pretty sure 40 hour work week, but it's possible to work four hours an entire week. Like on Monday you work four hours and then you're off for the entire week. Tuesday through Sunday are your rest days. Like that's possible. That's what he said. And he probably said that it's more efficient as well, but I, I read that book extremely quick. Like it was a, it's a fairly large book and I read it extremely quick. Um, so I didn't really, I didn't really treat it with as much concentration or kind of respect. Is that the right word? No, it's not. I didn't really treat it with enough attention as I should have because it, it's an amazing book, but I didn't really give it too much attention because I was focused on reading other books. But that was when I was first introduced to like the four hour work week. And that was when I first realized that the basic standardized system that we have been trained to work in 40 hours, like school at school, is from eight to three on average. So nine, 10, 11, 12, one, two, three. So that's like seven hours. So seven times five is 35. So that, okay. That school instills a worldview and a piece of that worldview is our work week. So school trains us to work Monday through Friday from like eight to three. That's kind of like the training. And then once we go to, once we get through school, we go into a career and then where our expectation is a similar thing. We work Monday through Friday, nine to five. It's similar, except it's five more hours in the week. It's a similar structure. So let's just all agree that the structure we have been taught to live for our work is we chunk our work from Monday through Friday, nine, like 
let's just say nine to five. So we work from nine to five, Monday through Friday. And then we get two rest days, but usually people don't even take full advantage of those rest days, but whatever. Let's not even talk about that right now. The re- the What I realized, I'm reading, I am almost done with 10X is easier than 2X, a book by Dr. Benjamin Hardy and Dan Sullivan. And on like the last, one of the last chapters, he talked about some, one of the most beneficial chapters for me in that whole book at my current moment. And it's all about structuring your work week or structuring your work. And pretty much the, he taught, he went on to say what I was just saying, how the standardized system of a work week, standardized work week is not effective. Instead, what we should do is follow a different structure. And what he does is what Dan Sullivan does is he, before the year even starts, he goes through on his calendar and puts in 180 rest days, like free days, 180 days. He just goes in and puts them in and those are all non-negotiable. Like he does not work at all for 180 days of the year. That's like half of the year. So that's like every other week you have a break. Like that is, that's very wildly, drastically different to the standardized system. And then he goes on to say that you should have three types of days, a free day or, um, or a rest day. Okay. A rest day is what he called it. Just a rest day, a buffer day, which is kind of like a preparation day where you prepare for your, uh, your third type of day, which is a focus day. So on rest days, your your only task is to rest. You 100% let go of work. Do not think about it. Do not work. Do not do any work. Don't even think about it at all. And the thought process behind it is however far, however deep you can go into the zone, like into the flow state during your work is the same as however far you can let go when you're on your rest day like however much you can let go is however much you can go into the flow state if that makes any sense so there's like i said there's a rest a rest day a buffer day and a focus day on focus days your only job is to work and what you're supposed to do is only work on your 20%. And your 20% is the actions or job that will actually push you forward into a 10x transformation, like a, a transformation in your in your skills, your like value, all of that. So you work on that 20% because 80% of our our tasks uh, generally 80% of our tasks on a day to day are keeping us in our, in our same spot. And only 20% of our tasks are helping us evolve. So you focus only on the 20%. So for me right now, the 20% would be podcasting. And then on pr- buffer days, you just prepare. So this three day model, he found inspiration from acting like the acting business they would have a similar three-day model where he they would have a rest day a practice day and then a acting day or i don't know the exact words i forgot what the words were but or the names but it was basically on a rest day they just completely let go they don't do anything about acting and this is in like the show business like acting for movies or plays like actors like entertainers and these guys 100% let go of their work on rest days. Extremely important. Like it, it's so important that he had three parts 
or four parts, I don't remember, three or four parts in his chapter dedicated to rest days. Like, and he, it's so important that he puts in the rest days in his calendar before anything else. And then the second thing that actors do is they prepare, they practice for the, for the show. And then the last thing is they, they actually perform like, and then since they're rested and they've practiced for it, they're highly optimized, optimized for that particular event. And then when they follow the same process, they'll get better and better and better. And then their unique value that they can provide gets stronger and stronger and more refined to the point where they're actually become so much more valuable and people pay them way more for the same amount of work. That's all about the three day framework. So the second I read, like the second I learned about that, like I hadn't even finished the chapter yet, but the second I learned about the three day framework, I instantly realized that I was doing it all wrong. I've been recording every day on my podcast. Now let me give some context. Ever since I started reading the 10 X is easier than two X book, I realized that there's something up with my podcast. Like I know that I'm focusing on quantity over quality and I know that I need to focus on quality, but I'm not sure how. And I had a few ideas like I needed to script or, or not necessarily script, but I needed to have like bullet points that I talk about that can fill up the entire, the entire show or the entire episode. And I, I just couldn't figure out how to make it work. And then there's just a lot. I just realized that my podcast is not as, as optimal as it should be. So what I ended up doing was I just kept on reading because I know that the more you read, the more refined your, like the more you read, the more you'll uh, be aware or the more you'll realize what the next path, what the next step is. Like the more, what's the word? The like the more evident the next step is for you. So I just decided to keep on reading the book. And then the second I learned about the three-day framework, rest days, buffer days, and focus days, I instantly knew that I needed to change up my schedule because I've been recording every single day. I just record every day. But I don't have any rest days, which is bad because when you, there's two types of time, he said, according to their uh, ancient or the Greek word chronos. There's two words, uh, two Greek words of time, chronos and then kairos. Chronos is basically time is static or not static, but time moves the same speed for everyone and it's consistent. But kairos is like the most optimal type of time. That's when you're well rested and you're working in your 20%. Kairos is when you're in the flow state. And so the more Kairos time you spend, the more the more you'll evolve, the more you'll transform, which is why you can evolve more in one year than most evolve in one decade. And this, the school system, the school standardized work week is optimized to keep you in chronos time because remember pendulums don't benefit from you being at your most optimal pendulums don't benefit from you going your own way for you succeeding and you being great they benefit from you being stuck and becoming a cog in the machine so that's why the standardized uh the standardized work week is optimized for chronos time and you don't want to be in chronos time you want to be in Kairos time, which is why you should follow the three, the three day, um, the three day framework. But there's one thing I like having a big cushion of 
episodes. So that's why I'm going to continue posting daily and I'm going to try my best to stay, to maintain this new schedule. So like I said, I instantly came to the realization of what I should do. And I got out my notebook once I realized this three-day schedule and I started like sketching out different possible work weeks for me. I sketched out like one day on, one day off, one day on. And then on the one day on, since I have to, since I post every day, I'd have to do double episodes on the one day on to kind of maintain the one rest day. And then I tried, like I tried the mapping out many different solutions, possible solutions using these buffer days, rest days, and focus days. And the solution that I came to was Monday is a rest day. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are all buffer days. So they're all preparation days. And then Friday is a rest day. And then Saturday, Sunday are focus days. So let me go through this framework. Monday is a rest day. I do absolutely nothing on Monday related to work. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I have three days to plan out seven episodes. So on Monday or on Tuesday, I'll do three episodes. On Tuesday and Wednesday, I'll do two episodes each. And then Friday's a rest day. I do nothing. Just rest up. Because then on Saturday and Sunday, on the weekend, when I don't have when I don't have school, I spend the entire day literally recording. On Saturday I'm going to have I'm going to record four episodes and Sunday I'll record three episodes. So I'm going to be recording for 4 hours on Saturday and 3 hours on Sunday. So that's kind of my structure for following this new plan. And to make this work because I rem- I want to tell you guys about one thing. I like having a cushion of seven days uploaded videos. Let me explain. I like having seven episodes scheduled ahead of time so I don't feel the need to record. There's one issue with feeling the need to record. You don't want to. And when you're living in need then you're in a scarcity mindset. But when you're living in want, you're in an abundance mindset. So my friend, he was recording his podcast and he spent probably a few weeks and he would always record one day and then schedule it for the next day. And he would have to record every single day. And he had no cushion. So if he missed a day, he missed a day of posting. That's one issue. And another issue is he has to record every day. Like it's a, necess- it's a necessity now. But for me, since I have a seven episode cushion, if I miss a day, it's okay. I can just catch up the next day. And now I don't need to record every day. I can take a rest day any day I want. So now it becomes a want. Now I just want to record every day. And that's what I do. And it works out perfectly because I end up recording every single day. So that's why I want to maintain my current schedule of recording every single day. But this week on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'm going to also spend a lot of time kind of trying to script out seven episodes, which is going to be tough because... I'm going to, I'm in school right now, as well as I'm, I'm at school. I'm still a student and I'm also recording one hour a day and going to the gym. So it's going to be tough to find the time, but I'll figure it out. So I'm going to script out seven episodes on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then I'm going to just maintain my current recording one hour a day. And then on Saturday and Sunday, I'm going to do the four and three. I'm going to try, but this may all go to crap. And I may end up like 
stopping, like not doing this until I graduate because it is a big workload to, uh, to do all this as well as record daily. But I'd only have to do it one week because then the next week I'll have that seven episode cushion plus another seven. So I'll have 14 episodes scheduled by that Sunday. So then I can just not record at all the next week. And then I can actually follow my kind of work week. So it's, it would just take one week of me like putting in the focus. So I don't know how, I don't know what, how it's going to turn out, but that's what I plan on doing. I may end up scrapping it until I graduate in two months. I don't know. We'll see. But that's kind of what I realized that that will improve my quality so much because on Saturday would be my busiest day. I would record four hours on Saturday, four episodes. And I've done two episodes. I've recorded two episodes in one day before on my, a lot of my Transurfing Principles episodes, I've recorded back-to-back episodes on those days. And so I know what it feels like to record back-to-back. And as a result, towards the end of the Transurfing Principles series, I've added in a meditation in between the two recordings. So that kind of cleared my mind and made it fresh again for the next recording. So my plan is on Saturday during my recording day, I'm going to be doing my morning routine, reading through all of my notes or just reading something to kind of get my brain simulated in my morning because I usually read from like six to seven. And then I'm going to, I I haven't figured out the actual like timings, but pretty much I'm going to record, meditate, record, meditate, record, meditate, record. And that that's four. So I'm going to meditate in between all them. And each of these meditations are going to be 30 minutes long. So record, meditate, record, meditate, uh, record, meditate, record. So that's three, four, that's four recordings. So that's four hours plus three meditations, which is 45 times three. So that's 90 plus 135 Wait, 45 is 90. That's like two hours, 15. So that's like six hours and 15 minutes. I'd have to allot to this. So I'd have to start at like, because I want to finish at 4.30. Wow. So I'd have to start at like 10 o'clock. So I'd have to, so I'd have to eat lunch right before. Yeah, that would be a whole day of recording. That would be crazy. I mean, I'd make it work though. I'd see how it works out because if, if I'm fried by the end of the day, then I'm not going to do it again, but because that's obviously not optimal. I'd restructure my week to figure out a more optimal day because maybe three is the most optimal, maybe not four. I don't know, but six and a half hours is what I would need to record four episodes because I want to meditate in between. I think it's possible and that's why reading is so valuable. There was a time back uh when I was first getting into business when I was kind of I was just not doing anything. I'm pretty sure I was only podcasting. And I remember telling my friend I was like I'm addicted to reading. I'm just reading and reading and reading. I feel like I think I'm a entrepreneur because I'm only reading. And I'm not really taking any action. And so I said that I'm not going to read any, any book until I get 10 leads. And that was back when I was making a lead, lead magnet for like a funnel, which basically it's a website that captures people's email addresses and I give them a free item as a result. 
And in my case, it was going to be a free guidebook. And so I, I like worked on it and I was like, no, screw this. And then I went back to reading because I realized that the more and more you read, the more and more you'll see it, the more and more the next path, the next step will become evident. I remember when I was first planning on making money online. I knew I wanted to make money online, make my business online. So as a result, this was like around a year ago. Actually, yeah, it was probably around a year ago. Is after I read The Millionaire Fastlane and Unscripted by MJ DeMarco. I knew I wanted to make money online, so I was like, okay, I got to learn how to code. Got to learn how to program, learn how to build a website. So I actually spent a decent amount of time learning how to build a website, and I actually learned how to make a functional website. I didn't know how to make it look amazing, but it I could make websites. And I spent like all of my winter break, Christmas break last year, just locked into my room learning how to code. <laughs> and then after, and then I kind of realized that that's first, I just kind of got done with it. I didn't want to do it anymore. So I just kind of stopped and I kind of, I just focused more on reading. And then I discovered a book called Dotcom Secrets and I read it and I was instantly grateful that I didn't waste all that time learning how to code because you don't need to know how to code if you want to build a website. All you have to know is how to structure the website optimally, what to say on the website, and there's software that you can use to build a website for you. So that is why, that is evidence that reading a shows the next step forward evidently because I was able to completely drop the coding thing and just focus on learning how to structure the website, learning what to say on the website, like what copy to use, which is basically the words on the on a sales page. And then when I read Expert Secrets, I like, okay, so when I was reading Dotcom Secrets, I was focusing on building funnels, building like these websites and learning how to make them good. And I actually had a f few go live. I canceled the account, but to this day, as of recording, it is still like the website is still live. But they can can they can shut it down anytime. And it's been well over thirty days when they were supposed to shut it down, but they haven't yet. So if it's not there, don't don't be disappointed. But on go to ascendmomentum.com. Or no, I think it's selfimprovementguidebook.com. It's either, yeah, selfimprovementguidebook.com slash get now. And that will, that's like one of my funnels. And my funnel hub is ascendmomentum.com or selfimprovementguidebook.com. I don't remember, I don't remember. Just go to try those if you're interested in seeing like what I was doing. And then once I read Expert Secrets, it immediately became evident that I needed to just focus on my podcast, focus on recording a podcast. So I started the podcast and then that's all that I've been doing since. And then I went to Funnel Hacking Live expecting to, expecting to go back to making funnels because that's what, I, that's Funnel Hacking Live is all about funnels, right? That's what I thought. But I realized that I'm on the right path forward. Like I'm on the right path forward and just continue building my show, building the audience. Except I, I did learn one more thing because back when I was starting to podcast, I was also making TikToks as well, but I never posted them. One, because I was too scared. And then I stopped after like six days because I wasn't posting them. So I was like, might as well just stop. And then it was also because I didn't want to add too much to my plate and I wanted to build the positive feedback loop for podcasting. So I stopped the TikToks, but Funnel Hacking Live, I learned to start the TikToks again. So as a result, I started recording three TikToks after every single podcast that one, each TikTok is a 
one lesson learned in that I talked about in the podcast. So in every single podcast, I have a daily lessons, like today's lessons in the description, and there's just three lessons. And so I just make that into three or three shorts and I post those onto YouTube shorts and TikTok. And I've only posted like five, I think so far, or actually, no, I've posted as of now, I've posted a few, like over, like over seven, maybe around seven. But yesterday I checked yesterday and I only had like five posted because I have them scheduled and I had like 250 views on two of them. So that was awesome because my first like three got like 50 views, 10 views. And then I just had two that got 250 views and like a bunch of likes, like seven likes, I think, and <laughs> not much, but it, it just goes to show that this will help a lot because I'm not promoting the podcast directly, but the whole reason I'm making the TikTok is to to promote my podcast. So let me explain. In the videos, I simply just provide value. I just give content. And then if they are like, if they want to follow me, they follow and they go to my profile and then they see in my bio, I have right now, my current bio is like student podcast, and then it's a link to my link tree. And so they see that I have a podcast. So they're like, Oh, and then they go to my link tree and then they'll see my podcast and they'll hopefully listen. And that's my plan of gaining organic traffic to my podcast. So we'll see how it works out. So far, I haven't had any new listeners onto my podcast, but I have only been posting for like three days, but I have like a bunch scheduled for the next like four days. So that's huge. And that's all about just keep on, keep on growing, keep on building more. But I'm glad that I'm reading this 10x is easier than 2x. I'm actually on the conclusion of the book. So I'm basically done. I'd probably have like 10 pages left. And the next book that I'm going to read, I'm going to finish it by tomorrow or tomorrow's Sunday. So I'll finish it probably tomorrow or Monday because it's only like 180 pages long. So I'll finish in like two days, three days maybe. And then I'll dive straight into the seven books that I got. And I'm going to read them all at once. And the seven books are Dancing After the Music Stops, Die Wise, Come of Age, Ascent on Humanity, Tufti the Priestess, The Egypt Code and Journeys Out of the Body. Those are the seven books I'm going to read next. And I think that it's going to be extremely beneficial for me and this podcast. Because there's one thing that I learned. I was researching how to become a better podcaster. And this is something that I was kind of knowledgeable about. But it now I'm conscious of. They said, do your homework, like make sure you're well, you understand the subject well. So it was evident when I was reading Transurfing the second time through, because I was studying it and I understood it very well to the point where I was able to speak about it for literally hours. And those were probably my best episodes. And that was because I read it. That was my second time through and I was studying it at the time. So I was at peak knowledge understanding peak understanding so i was able to translate that into better content however when i started reading 10x is easier than 2x since it's a brand new book for me i've never heard of the concept before i don't understand it as well because i haven't studied it yet so my content kind of like faltered a little there so that's why i'm really excited to learn to get these seven books because these all, I feel like these will radically shift my worldview again, as well as what Transurfing did. Because the way they speak in like the descriptions of the book and the way Gene Pascal Riemann described them were 
Very interesting. Like I didn't really understand it, but I kind of understood it. And I could tell that it was kind of, it was going to be a worldview shifter. So that's why I'm really excited to talk about that in the show. And yeah, let me get some water. So I want to talk about this thing I've been talking about over the past couple of days, dropping out of high school. So right now I'm a part-time student. I only have four periods in the day. So I get to school at 8 a.m. I leave at like, depending on the day, 11.45 or 11.35. And some days it's 12.11. And some days it's 11.43. So anywhere between 11.35 and 12.11. So I'm only spending like four hours at school every day. And I'm a I'm a I have a half year as well. So I graduate in December after first semester. And it's October or no, it's November. Yeah, it's October right now. So I only have two months left, basically, until I graduate. And so but I'm kinda in this situation where I want to drop out. There's a lot behind it, but I think that I kind of came to this re- realization that I'm in this stage where I'm like, I'm open to the possibility of dropping out and I want to, but it's also like uh, something's holding me back and I'm kind of like on the fence right now. So I came, I came to the realization that I just have to make a decision and stick to it because it is taking up way more energy just like going to school dreading it because I want, don't want to be there. So the decision, the decision I made is to just stick out, stick it out and finish high school. And then, and then I'll be able to just get out in two months anyways. And the reasoning is I don't want to like be split minded. I just want to, I don't want to be kind of paralyzed by indecision. So I'm just focusing on staying in school. And I like my original plan for over summer when I was planning out, like I was actually, I had this kind of desire to drop out, but then I realized that I could become a part-time student and have a half year, like graduate early. So I decided that it would actually be beneficial to go to school because then I could practice staying awake. Yeah, I'm, I'm beyond that. I don't care about that stuff anymore. I just want to get out of school. And one of the strategies that I was going to use in the beginning of the year was I can just completely just finish all of my work indifferently, get my A, and then just lock in on my stuff during school like finish my work really quick and then lock in on the stuff I actually want to do so like read a book so that's kind of what I think I'm going to do because I've like I'm a straight A student basically I only have one B right now and that's going to go up soon but last year I was a straight A student and it's so easy all you have to do is just finish all your work and then go on with your day and be nice to the teachers. So that's literally what I do. And then that's what I realized that I got to just lock in. Don't give any attention to school. Just finish the work very quickly. And lately I've actually been like being extremely sloppy with my work, especially in this sports lit class where my teacher gives us a hundred. He actually said, I'll give you a hundred percent as long as you actually do it. So I just do it stupidly. Just rush through it and finish it as quick as possible and then get my A and then go on with what I actually want to learn about in that day. Like I usually bring a book or bring something to read and that's what I do. So I'm not going to drop out. I'm just going to push it through and then 
I'll have so much time second semester because first semester is the quick semester. I remember last year in my gym class, I took the same gym class, Adventure Ed, first and second semester. And during second semester, my teacher was saying that first semester is so much shorter, like a few weeks shorter than second. And I could tell because last year I was like sitting through second semester and it was like long. It was so long. So what I did, or what I'm, my mindset now is, this year is going to go by quick. Like, I just, all I have to do, and I'm already halfway done, like second quarter, quarter two of semester one starts next week. So I'm already done with, I'm halfway done my with my year. So I just have to follow this same strategy and just push through. And since I have already I already have great grades. I can kind of just like slack off a little bit and then maintain like my A's and then I'm free. And then I have all of second semester freed up. Like I was going to have to go to school all year long, but I saved all of that time second semester. So now I basically have... January, February, March, April, May, five months of indentured time instantly abolished, instantly freed. Five months. Summer break was June, July, and half of August, less than half of August. So summer break was like two months and I grew so much and I have five months free second semester. Imagine how much I'm going to grow because I am learning about so much more and the way self-improvement works is your growth is exponential. My first, like when I first got into reading and the first like real self-improvement stuff that I was doing. When I first got into reading, I was growing like fast. But then once I got into transurfing, I was growing, but faster. And then over summer break, I was growing so fast. And right now I think I'm growing so fast. It's hard to tell because I'm in the moment of it. It's easier to look back in hindsight. And so your growth looks like this. It looks like a line, but it's exponential. It looks like an exponential graph for your growth rate. You grow pretty fast when you first start and then you grow faster and faster and faster like your level of growth is so fast and so I've I'm used to having two months to just grow as fast as possible in two months for summer and that's a lot of time to grow like if you lock in for one summer break you can grow so much and I'm gonna get an entire semester freed up five months Plus, I was going to have the summer anyways. I have, I know, I knew I wasn't going to go to college for quite some time. So I was, I was going to have the college freed up also. But I basically have seven months, including the two months of, actually, some colleges start in September. So I was going to have January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September. Is that nine months? Nine months. Yeah. I've only been at this business for... This is episode 80. I've only been doing this for less than three months. And I'm going to have nine months freed up in two months. So in two months, I have nine months. So basically I have 11 months. Guys, this shows the importance of time. You need to figure out how to free up your time. I was telling my friend, George, he is one year younger than me and he's pursuing acting and he knows that school is not helping him at all. He knows he does not want to go to college, but he's on the path to go to college right now because his parents are expecting him, which is similar to me. His community was expecting him to like everything was aligned for him to go the standardized route but he knows he's destined for more. 
And what I was telling him was, you need to play the part right now externally, but internally you need to be building yourself up. What I recommended him to do was him continue just externally say, yes, I'm going to college. And then what I did was I created a list. I created two colleges, potential colleges that I wanted to go to. I wanted, and I say that with bunny ears. And it was UIC and Triton. Just two colleges that were close to me. And those that's just what I said. I'm going to UIC. I'm going to UIC. That's where I want to go. But And then you have to just build up all of your internal knowledge. And you have to wait for the moment to strike. But you have to slowly let your parents know. Like, once I read Unscripted last year, I was like, I told my mom, yeah, no, I'm not going to college. So I forewarned her I was not going to college. And that was a long time. So it gave my parents time to kind of just adjust to that. And then like slowly but surely, I started to make my moves. I started to say, yeah, I don't I don't want to go to school anymore. I, I don't like school anymore. Slowly start to get them to adjust to your frequency. And then it's your time to pounce. My time to pounce was right before school started, I kind of just made it well known to my parents that I wanted to graduate early as well as become a part-time student and have a half day. So then I like, it took them a, a decent amount of convincing. I had to like talk to them for literally like three days straight to actually convince them. And then one day I was out there talking for like multiple hours, but Eventually I was convinced, I convinced them. And then I had to go in to my counselor and actually make my move and strike, make my strike. Went in, stood my ground. I I was like, this is what I want. I'm not going to college. She said no initially. And I was like, is there any way to do it? Who do I need to talk to? She made a joke. She was like, talk to the Illinois, like talk to the, state of Illinois. I was like, okay, give me their number. And then she was like, no, this is ridiculous. And then she said, well, you can schedule a meeting with so-and-so. And so we literally just walked over to her office right then and there and go went to talk to her and got her approval. And I was just able to get things done because I knew how important it was to save all this time because every period that I knocked off of my schedule, I saved 250 hours over the course of a semester, 250 hours. That is an insane amount. I used to play video games and on those video games, they would track the hours you played. Once you reach 250 hours, you were very good at that game. So imagine investing that into yourself, your business or books. That is insane. Like that is amazing. So that's like, I made my, I struck, I made my move. Graduating early, became a part-time student. I instantly freed up half of my first semester and my entire second semester. And before that, I made my move that I wasn't going to college. So I freed up four years of my life. And I want to talk about what this guy uh, that I met on the first day at Funnel Hacking Live, Gary, he's like probably 50 or 60 years old and he is a very successful business owner and he basically said, I asked him, what do you think? Or I, I don't even know what I asked him, but he was basically saying to me and my friend Franklin, he was saying like, you guys are young, man. You guys are young. Your parents will like provide for you for years. Like take advantage of that and never work for anyone else. Just work for yourself. Hustle and take advantage of them taking care of you and just focus on your business, it will pay off. It will pay off. And if you just focus on your business, because right now is the best time to do it because you have people taking care of you. So use it. So I get rid of the four years of college, get rid of half of a year in high school, and then half of the semester. That's all that time. Save your time. If you guys are in a situation where you think you may want to do this in the future, go to your counselor at school and arrange your schedule to get rid of 
just finish all of your required classes. Like if I was a sophomore or a junior, I would arrange my set schedule for the next semester to just focus on the required classes because I am extremely grateful that I had just three required classes left. I just had two English classes and a gym. And that was it. Like that's all I had left. I'm extremely grateful for that. And if I were to go back, I would graduate in junior year. But <laughs> that's like, I'm so grateful that I set up my, my I finished all my recs. But that that's, that's a huge lesson for you guys. But to wrap things up, don't forget to download your favorite episodes and subscribe to the Ascend Momentum Show. But before you guys leave, make sure to look up at the sky.